time. Yeah. I'm wide awake. Perfectly so much better than normal. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Jake? Uh, I'm good late for you. It's a little late, not too bad. Uh, probably go to bed after I listen to a little bit of this after we're done. Alright, alright, sounds <laughs> but, good. But no, it's totally cool. Uh, this is this is neat because it gave me like a little more time to like I guess re look at everything that yeah, happened yeah. over the past week. You know, um, from you know Portland to uh, to Revolution that happened because we're such professionals, so we prepare ahead of time for our shows. Yeah, but every I, week, absolutely. But you got to go back sometimes and like re look at it because there was so much, like everything yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, we do that every week before the show, and that's why we're so good. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no but uh but yeah so i, I want to start with revolution of course this this show this card was it was crazy it was one probably bet I, I okay i haven't seen a lot of pay-per-views mm. i'm gonna say this is probably the best pay-per-view i've seen that makes sense it, this is one of the better pay-per-views that i've seen yeah in general as well you know like this one stands up pretty good i mean this this card was just unreal like yeah. there's so much happening so many so many feuds coming to their end and uh i was i was pretty excited but it, that didn't even begin to say how good that show was <laughs> absolutely so um oh man like where do we even start with that i i guess just start running through some of the matches or what what uh, yeah i mean there's a lot to talk about on a lot of these i I didn't watch the pre-show. Uh, I know that there was the Dark Order match. Yeah, um, it was good. Um, Dark Order one setting up for the reveal of the Exalted one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really tease. Oh, actually, well, they did kind of tease it a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, before the match in the interview, SC was talking to whoever's doing the interview. It might have been uh, Shivani or Jr. But um, you know, Christopher Daniels is getting real jumpy and like oh yeah we're gonna take her back our titles are gonna be like yeah. uh, 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 it's like okay man you didn't have the title anyway but cool, cool. <laughs> right yeah being real defensive here yeah. and and the other two members of scu like uh, listen we we get it but gonna ask like just for your own good if you, you know stay mm. behind the scenes and don't be at ringside this time you know for your own safety <laughs> yeah because you know dark order's been coming around for you and yeah, Christopher Daniels took that hard. Like they don't trust him because clearly they don't trust him. Because you can't trust somebody that's <laughs> possibly yeah. the exalted one. <laughs> Especially since on being the elite a couple weeks ago, they found a dark order mask in his bag. Mm-hmm. A little sketchy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a plant, but you know, I don't think Christopher Daniels is part of the uh, inner circle. Especially because uh, during this match, at the end of it. Uh, they were kind of going into a bit of a beatdown on mm. uh, SCU in the ring. And uh, some like dark, ominous music starts playing. And a robe <laughs> figure comes out and uh, take, hook, like drops the robe. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> was, run- he in, was he in the, the uh, 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 what was it, the Dark Angel or whatever? Oh, um, Fallen Angel. The Fallen Angel gear? Did uh, he have his face painted? He was not. Oh. He was just in his normal gear. That's cool, too, um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but he ran out, started fighting uh, the Dark Order with them. So, at least so far, if mm-hmm. if he's the Exalted One, he's going to great lengths to make it seem like he's not the Exalted One. Yeah. Definitely. That uh, said, I will say one thing. I was watching with a friend of mine, and he brought up a great point. 
what if Christopher Daniels is the exalted one, but he doesn't realize he's the exalted one? Kind of like an old suicide situation from TNA. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, man. I just bought into this storyline a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, not that I was not into it before, but, like, that is a really cool way to go with that. And I don't expect that, but, like... No, but it's... Something adjacent to that, I'd be yeah, happy with. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was cool. I, yeah, that'd be neat. I know that uh, Colt Cabana popped up. Yeah, Colt right? Cabana came out and helped him out too. <laughs> um, confirmed uh, after the uh, show with uh, Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. He is officially signed with AEW. Sole focus. Um, yeah, not yeah. specifically in a wrestling capacity, mm-hmm. um, but he will be doing wrestling. It seems more like he's kind of a coach and resource mm-hmm. and producer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which seems to fit him perfectly in his experience. Yeah. That said, uh, Tony Khan, and I think later we'll talk a little bit about the interviews I watched from after the show and everything. Yeah. But he did make a point to say that, like pretty much all of AEW's wrestlers, Colt is free to explore his own things as well, so mm-hmm. long as they aren't conflicting with his AEW schedule. Yeah. Definitely, and uh, so I, I actually just watched something, too. Uh, we're going to the AEW show um, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Probably tonight. I don't know, Wednesday, whenever you listen to this, it was either then or it's going to happen. Yeah, we're recording this on March 3rd. <laughs> yeah. Show March 4th. Yeah, but um, so they're doing their Denver debut, and um, there was a part in there where they're talking about Colt Cabana, which was one person I was going to say, we're likely going to see him. Yeah. In Denver. Yeah. I might wear my Cabana Rama fucking headband, <laughs> dude. I might do it. We're going to see a lot of great stuff in Denver. We're going to see a lot of great stuff. But... And some not so great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, so what I was getting at was that he uh, he was talking a little bit about it and he was just like really giving the elite props. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, you're going to. But I liked what he said because he was talking about how um you know the, the elite, he was one of the first guys to hear about it. They were like, hey, yeah. we're starting this. But he uh, he's like they took you know a dream that I had to to start something like that and they knew how to do it better than I could. <laughs> he's like he's like just I could see it was just growing and he's like the, Matt just kept telling me like it's stupid that you're not already over here. He's like so everything worked and now I'm here and yeah. I was like fuck yeah. I was wondering when he'd show up because there's no way he wouldn't get involved in all week. Exactly. Yeah. I mean you. You have to. It's implied that yeah. Colt Cabana he shows up everywhere, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he's yeah. So that was cool. And like I said, that got me thinking about seeing him tomorrow. That that'd be cool. I'm seeing. We're gonna see a lot of people that I never thought I'd ever see because yeah. up until AEW started, and I'm so excited for it. But um, so yeah. So then uh, he comes out, and then that uh, I guess that's pretty much the end of that, right? Like there wasn't a whole lot more. He just kind of came out and made his debut during that match. Yeah, right? he struck a pose with yeah. the uh, SCU in the ring and all that. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. It was good. Sick. Awesome. Uh, he got beat down a little bit by the Dark Order's thugs because it was yeah. like twenty on one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know he, he did his thing. Definitely. Uh, okay, then the next match we had after that was Jake Hager and. Dustin Rhodes. Pretty good match. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Probably, knowing how the match went, probably not the one I would have started off Mm -hmm. the the, uh, event with. But it was good. Um, Gave a really good showing of Jake Hager. Yeah. um, Which is important. They've been building him up, undefeated MMA. Yeah. 
technically. <laughs> Two matches? Uh, three now, I think. Oh, three. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> but, hey, that's something. Yeah, um, no, that's cool. That's cool. I I was kind of taken by surprise when I saw, I guess, his wife out there. Yeah. They, I was kind of confused by that at first. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, who is this? And yeah. then I, like, put it together, and then, I was, then they said it, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the point of, like, having him just there? But then... Then when like Dustin went down, like yeah. kissed her, I mean a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean it was good. It was a good setup. I just yeah, wish yeah. they had set up for exactly. That. <laughs> That's <laughs> is really the only the only like thing I had with that match was like they didn't build up to her. It was cool, but kind of make du- made Dustin look like a creep. It sort of did. Yeah, but it was also pretty funny. I liked that he had his paint. Oh yeah, on his face smeared. and not his eyes. You know. Yeah, that was cool. Um. But yeah, I mean Jake Hager, he looked pretty good. I mean, yeah. I was kind of expecting some cooler gear, but shorts are cool, I guess. Yeah, better <laughs> than what uh, was it? Wardlow came out in. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I'm kind of glad he didn't come out in a singlet. Yeah, <laughs> but he leaned a bit more into his MMA background, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. I liked the finish. Yeah, you know, kind of. I was a little disappointed at first, but then I was like, I mean, it makes sense. That's like his what he's won matches with in MMA. Yeah. Uh, makes sense that he'd roll that into wrestling, and mm-hmm. you know it looked pretty good. Yeah, it, I mean it looked good, and you know I think when I first saw this match, I didn't like, I didn't think about it, and, and like I guess I kind of came to the realization that the only reason that Jake Hager is in that match with Dustin Rhodes really is to make him look good with another yeah. big guy that can move you know yeah. what i mean like it after that happened i was like oh is this to build him that's cool all right yeah i'm, um, I'm happy and with it's it. also a transform of experience with dustin mm-hmm. he in his post-match interview uh, was talking about how you know he's getting older he's slowing down he can't quite do as much as he used to maybe mm-hmm. uh, so he's looking into being more of a tag team wrestler now again yeah which he's done a lot in the past but uh, I think he'll be good for the tag team division in AEW. Absolutely, um, he's always he's always been funny in a, in the tag division. Yeah. Like when he was with uh, Booker T for a little while, like yeah. they were pretty funny. <laughs> so he announced his uh, tag team partner is in the future is going to be QT Marshall. Okay, who is now officially a member adopted into the Nightmare family. Okay, um, they've decided to name their tag team the Natural Nightmares. Oh, and Brandy Rhodes is going to be their coach. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Which is interesting because QT Marshall is actually Brandy Rhodes' like, legit coach. Yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah. I So I, I think I saw something else about there possibly being a different direction that they're going with the Nightmare Collect. No. What was it? Uh, what was Brandy's? Nightmare Collective. Yeah. They basically completely dropped that story, it seems. Well, it sounds like they dropped... Like, Brandy's not in it. Yeah. And it's, like, I think, uh, what's her name and Luther are still, like, Yeah, Mel and Luther still have some kind of partnership. Mm -hmm. Uh, They haven't been saying anything about the Nightmare Collective, and I don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to. Okay. It's probably just going to be kind of a partnership between two psychos. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. Speaking of which, Luther. Yeah. Um, So, on the road to Denver, I saw that Jimmy Havoc... Is going to be there. And are we going to see a hardcore match between Havoc and Luther? Yes. That's what oh. it looked like, at least. Because he was, the whole time, he's just cutting a promo on yeah. uh, on Luther. You know, like, 
saying Luther, what, what, I'm going to get you or whatever. And that was my, I was like, are we going to see a Denver street fight? Or like, <laughs> they've been picking up a bit of a feud. We're going to see, we're going to see some blood. <laughs> yeah. It's also possible we'll just see. Staple uh, gun. Yeah. A staple <laughs> gun. Come, like he'll just come out, staple him a few times and yeah. get expelled. Yeah. Suspended for another month. That's insane. That's another wrestler I never <laughs> thought I'd ever see was Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. And Luther, I mean, from I, I'm not super familiar with him, but from what I've seen, like he seems like a crazy man. I know he's a death ma- a death match guy. So yeah, yeah. So is Jimmy Havoc. Like that's gonna be there's gonna be blood. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is gonna AW's be brutal. Been pretty good at picking up those death, those mm-hmm. death match guys and making them yeah allow them to, allowing them to do their thing. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen it with Moxley, Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They can it, manage it. Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Darby Allen, he was the next match, uh, against Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that match was fucking good. Oh, it was excellent. That match was way better than I, for whatever reason, I better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's probably the match I would have opened the show with. Yeah. Because it got a good reaction. And they both looked solid in it. Oh, like, yeah. I, I know Sammy Guevara is good. Like I've seen a lot of his stuff in the AEW, you know, and. But fuck, I he looked really good against him. You know, even like there was when he twisted his ankle, like when yeah. he was doing that near the end of the match. But yeah, no, uh, Darby Allen, fucking right off the back, just dove, dove at him and just like <laughs> yeah. destroyed him, and it was good. Like I was, I was thoroughly impressed with that match. Yeah, I like Darby Allen. He's one of my favorites right now. I think, mm-hmm. um, just everything about his character and the way he moves he sells mm-hmm. his character perfectly yeah which i think is because his character is him yeah basically but i mean like like and even like in the ring right he sells really good yeah there were there's a few of those like cells that he did where like he, his body goes limp but he like lands in a weird way like it was crazy it was it was awesome oh yeah it's completely unnatural mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah that was that was a good good solid match um what else happened? There was, there was another crazy spot in there. Was there? Oh, there was. Uh, I think Darby Allen went to go dive. No, that was a different match. Yeah, uh, Darby <laughs> Allen nailed the coffin drop though, and that Dude, finished it. That was insane. That was such a leap. Yeah, I was talking with Andy today, and he was like, "Dude, did you see that death drop? There, that uh, yeah, yeah, coffin drop, that coffin drop." Oh, he man. was like, "That was sick. I'm gonna have to start watching AEW more." <laughs> like, yeah, I was talking to him about that like a week ago, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he like he apparently wasn't really into AEW. He yeah. just watched some like the WWE stuff, and I told mm-hmm. him same thing. Like, just gotta give it a shot. Yeah, um, my buddy actually hit me up wanting to know, wanting to watch AEW. Uh, my buddy in Colorado Springs, yeah. who's been you know listening to the show, he um, he hit me up and was like, "What what's the best thing I can find right now? I have Hulu, but I don't have Hulu Live." And I was like. AW Dark? AEW Dark on YouTube. There are great matches on Dark. <laughs> yeah, you'll see some cool stuff on there. Yeah. Um, NXT. He was pretty stoked about NXT. Um, he was kind of upset that he didn't get to see AEW. He's like, I can't get it without a live subscription. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Darby Allen, that's going to be sick. Uh, or the, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be there. He was in like the he was in like like he didn't have a promo or anything like that, but I feel like I saw him like flash across or Maybe. something like that. I don't I'm know, not we'll sure see. what he'd be doing. He'd probably just be like having some spot. I don't think he'd have yeah. a match. Yeah, probably. Maybe just some spot with the inner circle because he mm. was coming for them, not yeah. just Sammy. Yeah. 
Um, that was actually a pretty short match now that I'm looking at this. It was only like five minutes. It felt like a lot longer. It felt way longer. <laughs> That's why I was like, there was a lot that happened in that. Yeah. Why does it not? Yeah, it was only five minutes. The shortest match of the night. That's crazy. Um, after that, we had that tag team match. Uh, yep. Kenny Omega, Adam Page versus the Bucks. Man, I I don't know where to begin with that match. It, the storytelling throughout it was phenomenal. It's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> the way that they built up that, you know, even before the match, they were doing interviews and saying, like, oh, yeah, like, since we did this post uh, pre-match interview with Kenny and Hangman where, you know, we asked Kenny if he's worried about Hangman and Hangman stormed off. Mm-hmm. No one's been able to find him. Like, no one knows what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, they get in the ring and the announcers did a great, or commentators did a great job pointing out the difference in the teams. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks come out together. Kenny and Adam, Adam Page come out, out one separately. at a time. Yeah. They don't even have a tag team name. They don't. Like, their finishing maneuver, the combination Buckshot Lariat V-Trigger, doesn't have its own name. No, but it looks fucking sick. Oh, yeah. It's a <laughs> devastating move. But, yeah, no, that was – and that's what I was going to say is the storytelling. Like, and it started with that because that was that – was, that was great. Obviously, yeah. you know, you want the vignette and all that stuff to be great, but, like – even just that of them coming out separately and like yeah. that being brought up, you know, and then uh, in the ring, like there was just so much going on between them. And obviously, you know, uh, um, Hangman was like really, really chirping yeah. uh, Matt Jackson or was it Nick Jackson? I think it was Nick. I think it was Nick. And yeah, he was just hammering into him. At one point, Kenny had to stop him from throwing through a table. I think. Yeah, that was insane to me. Yeah. Like, I, I got it. Like, it was re- it was brilliant, you yeah. know. But it was just like that's for... just not something you see in a tag. Like, you don't see a tag partner stopping the other one, right? From... Yeah. But that just I think that was just a testament to that the pacing of that match, yeah. right? Like, they could they that match was like a half an hour long, and like it was just chock full of everything, you know, Absolutely. like. Um, like the young bucks getting slowly more and more pissed, and then you know taking that on Adam, but then taking it out on Kenny as well because mm-hmm. he was getting worked up, and then mm-hmm. Kenny responding. Yeah, that was so interesting to me to see. Like after Kenny had stopped him from putting him through the table or whatever, yeah. he, he goes in there and he starts throwing the punches like again, and you know, like he just like he he doesn't want to kill these guys, and that's like the the thing that I got from it was like yeah. he doesn't want to kill these guys, but. He has to fight them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, because he because he was really he was laying it in pretty good too. I mean, he didn't get you know crazy like uh, like hangman a drunken did. hangman yeah. did, but um, yeah, he just he he was still throwing some really. It looked good. It they looked hard hitting, and yeah. I liked that that distinction of like, hey, dude, chill. Boom! I'm gonna start knocking. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just it was really interesting, and then. Um, there was a lot of stuff. What they did, uh, they did the Meltzer driver, or no, the oh, yeah. Indy Taker, Taker on, on the ramp. ramp. That was... um, the Northern Lights suplex, locomotion Northern Lights suplex. Oh yeah, onto the light panel on there. Uh, let's talk about that stage for a second. Yeah, dude, that was insane. Yeah, <laughs> the, like the combination of the stage and like all the bracelets that everyone in the crowd have being synced to the music. And yeah. The, Oh god, that was a great presentation. Right? Seriously, no, they they killed it with that stage, like. I haven't seen one that good in a while, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, and even the regular stage is awesome. Like I still yep. really like that one, but like, I thought that was insane when I first saw it. Oh yeah. This, this was something else. This was 
this was comparable to a WrestleMania stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, you know, a lot more uh reasonable in scale. Yeah, right. It doesn't have a quarter mile long ramp. Yeah, you don't need a golf cart to get down there, <laughs> you know. But um so yeah, all we saw all the all the hits from basically both of both of the teams there. Uh obviously Kenny Omega and Adam Page retained um that part. I did not expect that. I didn't you know, I sort of did, but I, it's the Bucks. You know, like you always yeah. think the Bucks are gonna win when the Bucks that's fair are match. You know what I mean? But who, man, who's gonna take the title from them? Then they beat uh, Lucha Brothers, they beat the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, uh, Private Party hasn't really been around much lately. No, they were on uh, AW Dark, so maybe they're starting to bring them back a bit. Dude, the Butcher and the Blade. I don't know if they're. I don't know. Do they man. have anything going? On, anything else going on right now? I mean, well, I mean, they were brought in originally by MJF. Yeah. Now I feel like they've kind of just loosened them up from that initial yeah. introduction. So maybe they'll go that route. Because I mean, obviously, we still have we still have our Dark Order and our uh, SCU feud going on. Yeah. Like that's gonna that's gonna continue. We have. Best friends and Lucha Brothers. And the Lucha Brothers. Feuding. Yeah, because that, yeah. Oh, that match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm looking at this tag team division, and, it's, it, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the question is who's going to step up and take those titles. But, really, I mean, I think that would probably be the – maybe not take them, but I think that might be their next feud. Maybe. I guess that's what I mean. Maybe they're not going to take the titles from them, but I think they're probably going to feud with them. Oh, God, is Andy going to be there tomorrow? Oh, man, you would just melt in your seat. Huh? I mean, I've seen him play all the time, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but it'll be cool to say I've seen him play and wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Neat. Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll see if he's there. But that was that was my thought was, you know, I, I think – that yeah that's probably the route it's gonna go because uh, they could still do a lot more with this young bucks and uh omega and page thing you know what i mean like they there's still a lot of growth in there and a lot of talent kind of that can bounce off of each other so i I think that could still go on but i i guess that would then it wouldn't matter that revolution happened that'd have to be the end of it right like I don't know. There's a lot of ways they can go with it. Yeah, there's <laughs> I, a lot in here. Yeah, there's... I think it's probably going to end with Hangman turning on Kenny. Absolutely, because you everyone saw at the end when Hangman was yeah. leaving. So first off, Hangman, I don't think was happy that Kenny kind of reconciled with the Bucks, and mm-hmm. you know he's over there hugging when, him. Yeah, he's like they, hugging him and like, oh yeah, bros, we're good. They, they were awesome. like, Kenny didn't want to at first, but like you know he yeah. worked it out. Uh, they even showed him being the elite this uh, week on Monday. That you know, before the match, Young Bucks came up to Kenny. Hangman wasn't there, of course, but they asked him to pass on the message that you know, after the match, no matter who wins the belt, you know, they're still mm-hmm. the elite. They're still friends, and that you know, the elite is more important than just a tag team title. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, things got heated in the match, but Kenny and the Young Bucks are still cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman is definitely not cool with the Young Bucks, no. and doesn't seem like he's too cool with Kenny now. No, sitting he was thinking real hard about that buckshot lariat. Yeah, no, that was so awesome too, though, because like I'm sitting there, dude. This is the bad guy. Like he's just a drunk dude. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, do it, dude. Hit him with it. Like, yeah, not you because know I wanna... you want to. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm. Oh, I was just sitting there like, do it, do it. He's not gonna do it. 
do it. Like, you know, but I mean, I don't know. They walked away happy and friends, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> After see. I don't, I don't think it's gonna last long. No, 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 no. It's just a, a little. It's, it's gonna be over. I'd say give it a month at most. Yeah, and well, then that's what I'm saying is I. That's why I think whoever the next feud with those two is going to be is gonna. They're going. It's gonna be that much more important because. Yeah. They're gonna be the ones that need to take that title off of them, um, and kind of continue the story. Makes of me it. think the next people that get the title don't actually have to be a great tag team because yeah. they aren't gonna have to beat the. Uh, I was about to find a team name. They don't have one. <laughs> yeah, <They're, laughs> exactly. They don't have to beat Kenny and Adam. <laughs> yeah, they just have to be facing them when that team finally self destructs. Exactly, and that's why it's so important with who's gonna be the next guys in that. And that's why I want it. That's why I think that's a good way to put it on some new guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Ooh, here'd be a, something interesting though. If, uh, one week they, you know, self-destruct, but they're up against a team that still can't hang. So, you know, Kenny or Adam or whoever is still in the match, like finishes one V two and still wins. Mm. But then next week, only one of them shows up to the tag team match. Ooh. And then it's a handicap match. Yeah. Ooh. That could be an interesting way to take it. That could be. Ooh. Ah, there's so many ways that this I could know, go. They, right? they left it really open. Yeah. That's something you don't get in the in WWE when those big pay-per-views, and yeah, I mean, those big pay-per-views aren't as big anymore, but like in those big pay-per-views, that's the payoff. It's yeah. done. You know, like you can have this great feud going for six, seven months, and then WrestleMania hits, and boom, that's done. It's, yeah. it's over with, right? Um, I don't know that this is, you know, I've heard people saying this could be like their WrestleMania or something like that. I don't know. There's not a lot to compare it to to call that. If anything, I would say all in would be. Yeah. Well, I think probably double or nothing. Yeah. Because double, double or nothing is like their big Vegas show. It mm-hmm. was their first pay-per-view yeah. as True. AEW. Yeah. So, yeah. So if Revolution is that big a deal, then that could just be it. For a lot of these, which, but in, like I said, in AEW, they, they leave these feuds open to where, yeah, they're done, but it could are come they? Back. Yeah. yeah. There's, we'll be back on the air in a couple of days. We'll see, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, great match. Uh, I loved it. I want to go back and watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see more of that, more yeah. of everything. Because it was like, like I said, there was so much going on that it was yeah. hard to really focus on it. You know what I mean? Um, next match, uh, was Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander. Yeah, it was okay. Um, the match. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm still not a huge fan of Nyla Rose in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like I liked her last match with Riho. I thought that went very well. Yeah. This one just seemed like she was just a big person in the ring and she's not particularly good at being the big person in the mm-hmm. ring. Especially when she's up against someone else that is another big person like Chris Statlander. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I it's sort of to yeah to your point. Like, I don't think they complemented each other as well as I was hoping they would. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I think they were just both kind of the same character in in a sense. To they it, both wrestle similarly. Exactly. So it just I I just don't think that chemistry was there. Um, wasn't a terrible match. One but... other thing I heard, it was just kind of a rumor someone mentioned to me. 
um, that apparently Chris Tatlander had the flu. I, so I think that they might did explain... say. I think they actually mentioned that on the uh, on the pay per view. Yeah, okay. I think they said that when she was coming out that she's been battling uh, one of these Earth sicknesses. Yeah, <laughs> related so to the flu. That or something might like that. have something to do with it. We've seen a lot of wrestlers try and wrestle when mm-hmm. they have the flu. Sometimes it works really well. Other mm-hmm. times it doesn't. Yeah. So that was really all that match was. I mean, it was a pretty decent match, I guess. It was 12 minutes and 45 seconds. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I like I like them both. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what they do going forward and how they progress mm-hmm. Nyla Rose as champion. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, though, that Nyla Rose had a sick podcast interview with Chris Jericho. Yeah. People should check that out. It was awesome. Um, oh, she also had an interesting post-event uh, interview. Ooh, yeah. So she's not great, I feel, at interviews uh, with like press. She It feels like she just kind of didn't really have a lot of answers to things they were asking. Mm-hmm. So she just responded by trying to be a bully. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of works with her character, but... Yeah. Um, one in particular was, um, one of the, uh, reporters asked her about kind of backstage stuff. You know, Kenny's been work- doing a lot of work with women's division mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, he was asking if Nyla Rose feels that they would be well served to have a kind of female producer in the back room kind of working on matches with them as well. Mm-hmm. And Nyla Rose got very defensive yeah. and saying, well, how do you know we don't? And he's like, well, I don't really know that's why i'm asking yeah and she's like well mind your own business i'm the <laughs> champion you're not you just stop asking those qu- stupid questions yeah but that's a work that's a working question you yeah, know what i mean like i i think that's the point of it i thing is it was not a working question that she gave a very working answer to oh who was asking the questions it was oh it was just in the uh, like post like event press conference Oh, they like okay. have the people walk up on stage and press can ask questions. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I this thought... wasn't like an AEW interview. Oh, okay. But I, I thought I, I figured I just thought that they would have like AEW people asking these questions. No, it's just wrestling reporters and yeah, stuff like I that. I guess that'd be that'd be difficult to like. But it's kind of jump in that. It's not really a fair question to ask her because no. <laughs> it's not her place to comment on that necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Um, I probably the same guy asked a similar question to Tony Khan afterwards, which mm. is a much better person to ask. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he explained a little bit more. Like, yeah, we do have one of our like highest level producers backstage is a woman. Uh, does a lot of work with women's matches. Fortunately, right now she's not with them because she's working on Glow. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she's done filming Glow or when they're on the West Coast where they're filming, she'll be help working with them again. Awesome Kong. Uh, it's not Awesome Kong. Yeah, I don't remember the name, but he did name her. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. I mean, maybe he gave her a shoot name. Maybe. Because she's on Glow. She's been on Glow the whole time. He made it sound like she was more of a producer. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I guess so. I know that... Uh, Chavo Guerrero, um, yeah. he he was doing a lot of the uh, wrestling portions of that uh, of that show. Glow, he was like the producer okay. of like those things and training the actresses to like do things in the ring. Like, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, um, that match was 
okay. Uh, and 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 when I say this, I don't mean that it was like a terrible match. Or it anything, was surrounded it was, by amazing matches. Exactly. It was probably the least exciting match, especially right after that tag team match. Oh yeah, like they knew that match was going to get a huge pop. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have put the women's title match right after yeah maybe that's what it was because like i said i don't want to take anything away from it it wasn't a terrible match i but it was like one of the more forgettable matches of the card yeah um but it's because again the card was stacked uh next we had the big payoff for uh, or maybe payoff for mjf with uh with cody i don't can we just not talk about this one I'm so disappointed. <laughs> like, it, again, great match. I love the match. But I just did not want MJF to win. Because now, tomorrow night, we're going to go drive down to Denver, sit down, and pay tickets to hear MJF brag about beating Cody. Oh, that's going to be awesome. But you know what you also are doing? You're paying to go boo that guy. <laughs> I've been practicing my boo. Well, you should, you Good. Yeah. I hope yeah. you're prepared for it because I'm going to be booing the shit out of that guy, even though I love him. Yeah. <laughs> that was, dude, no, that match was. It was sick, especially because they integrated the part with Cody having a broken toe into the mm-hmm. match choreography, yeah. which they didn't know was going to happen until a week ago. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, exactly. It was just, it was, it was another one of those great storytelling matches. Yes. Uh, there was, uh, it was good. Like every, it had everything, you know what I mean? Like there was that, um, you got the sick new Cody Rhodes tattoo. On yeah. The Brandy, neck. uh, apparently not a fan of that. Ugh. I saw his reasoning for that and I, like, I get it, but it was just like, if you're going to get it on your neck, put it on the back or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at least put it somewhere where it looks symmetrical. When it's on your neck, it doesn't look symmetrical, and it looks weird. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Especially it doesn't have other tattoos. Exactly. Um, now, he did... Uh, apparently, he got that on Thursday. Okay. So, like, two days before the match. Mm-hmm. Not a time frame I would want to get a giant new tattoo before potentially getting it slapped the hell. Right? Oh, that's what MJF should have done. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. But... But it was funny because... I had been watching earlier this week an interview with him, uh, or he's on a panel at C2E2, the mm-hmm. Chicago Comic Convention, and he had this like big scarf on. And he had mentioned like it was a Young Buck scarf, so it was like mm-hmm. oh branding, and he's like mentioned that's cold, and like, and the like he was gonna like make English show like take it off, and one of the young was like no no you have to you have to show it off for us, oh. and th- that's why because okay. he didn't want to show off the tattoo before uh, the big review on the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> so apparently, like through all the signings and everything that day, he just had a big young buck scarf on <laughs> to hide the tattoo. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's funny. Oh man. But so then, like, so during this match, um, fucking what was it? There was oh, uh, when what did he do? Like there was the he threw like three. Uh, oh, he uh, three. He was going for the third crossroads in a row. Yeah. When uh, MJF hit him with a low blow or something. Yeah. Uh, too quick for me to really tell what. Yeah. And yeah, and he uh, used that opportunity to slip the ring on mm-hmm. and uh, clock Cody right across the jaw, and knocked him out. Yeah. Oh man, that I, was like that took me a second. 
he was so good at putting the ring on. I didn't yeah. know he did. Yeah. And then he just like whips around, hits Cody, and Cody goes down. I'm like, what? I only what? I only saw it when he went to go take the swing. Like yeah. you could just see the glare off of it, and I was like, oh, he's got the ring on. And then he hit him, and I was like, this is it. Yeah. Oh man, what a way to build uh, uh your top heel of the because you know like he's obviously he's he's heel no matter which way you look at it. He, he's. The only guy in wrestling, like, right now, he's like Arn Anderson, right? He's always in character. Yeah. Like, I even saw that um, there was a picture where uh, a, guy, a guy went to a signing, right? Um, maybe before, probably the weekend of, right? Yeah. And he was getting, he brought a jacket over um, that was like a, an elite jacket. It was like a, you know, <laughs> right? It was like a big, nice-looking one, and he asked him to sign it. And uh, I guess the interaction went something to the effect of like MJF looked at him and he was like, you really want me to sign this? He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And he's like, give me those glasses. So he gives him the glasses and on his sunglasses on the side, he writes, eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, like just always in character. And so I, I think that's an awesome way to really cement him as your top heel. Uh, absolutely because that's what he is you know um that was awesome i honestly that was that was the result i wanted i wanted mjf to win i i love him because i hate him so much i wonder how they're gonna save the way this into another match yeah because they have cody has to have another match with him Mm -hmm. i'm hoping for some kind of stipulation match Mm -hmm. where you know like um no elimination or no disqualification match or something so cody can Really let loose. You know where they're going to do it? Blood and guts? Blood and guts. Ooh. Right? Because yeah. it's going to be a War Games thing, right? Uh, like, they aren't sort of. saying that. No, no, no. They're not saying that. But, but it's War Games. It's yeah. effective. I mean, the rules are probably going to be, like, outrageously different. Like, yeah. But but two rings with a cage. cage. Yeah. War Games. That's – what if that's, like – Team Cody versus Team MJF? No. What if it's not even a team anything? What if it's just – those two just mm. filling out two rings with like weapons and just like everything. Yeah. Right? Like it's just you go to town on each other. You're not going anywhere. No one can interfere, but you guys can beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. You know? Oh. Speaking of beating the shit out of each other, one point in particular during that match I loved when Cody got his weight belt off and hit uh, MJF with it and the ref like stopped him. And, and he convinced the ref to allow him one more hit. He's like, just one more. <laughs> and, he was just like, and then he got all excited when the ref was like, I all right. turned around. Like, <laughs> I don't even think he said okay. He was just like, mm, turned around. And, <laughs> and he was just like, yeah. Starts whipping him and stuff. But um, That's that's great. Like, sh- one of the things I love about AW is that the refs are characters. Yeah. Like, they all have their own expressions and their mm-hmm. own attitudes. Uh, like Aubrey Edwards is so different mm-hmm. from like Earl or well, yeah. is Earl still referring with them? Earl Hebner. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in a while. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him either. Um, but yeah, like they're all very different. They all have their own kinds of personalities to them. Mm-hmm. And they play, they play the part yeah. in the, they play the role in the match. Exactly. You know what I mean? They're, I think that, that oftentimes gets forget, like forgotten how involved these referees should really be with the match yeah you know because i mean they're calling things on the fly you know what i mean like they they got their headset in they know kind of where things are supposed to happen at times to a degree yeah like 
they know when something needs to change. So why not have them more involved in it? You know what I mean? And that's what, yeah, just to your point, that's what AEW has been yeah. doing with them. And now they've just launched their podcast. Uh, was it AW Unrestricted? Yeah. And Aubrey Edwards is one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. I listened to part of it. I didn't really get too far into it. Didn't really have a whole lot of time. The it's one pretty, with pretty Moxley. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've noticed that they actually recorded those like back in December. Oh. Or January, so they've they're pretty okay. Cause pretty that, dated at this point. Because I was gonna say there was like I, I think that's why I stopped listening was like there was one thing that I was just like, wait what? Yeah, I noticed <laughs> it a bit more in the one with Cody that just did. Yeah, because um, they were talking about like oh yeah we're like in double digits on episodes but we haven't reached twenty yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like wait, that doesn't sound right. I think they've had twenty episodes now. Yeah, and then they started talking about. Like other stuff that just had happened quite a while ago. Mm. Okay, okay. They filmed these a while back and they just haven't put them out until now. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But they've uh, got one with Tony Khan coming up. Ooh, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll definitely be a good one. I like that guy and like just his his appreciation for it. Like the comment uh, about, you know, New Japan. Absolutely. He want you know, um, he what he what he said that like he he would love to work with them and that you know the door is open. So far, they have uh, not, not reached out to him in any yeah. way. Yeah. Um, or no, he said uh, so far they have not reciprocated or something along those lines. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, but that you know, if they want to work with them, he would be happy to treat their wrestlers just as well as they've treated mm-hmm. his wrestlers that have gone back over there for events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um so yeah that's that was that's pretty cool um but yeah then um so yeah okay so we had that killer 25 minute long match right a lot going on after that was it the biggest event of the night dude this match yes that match was like that guy is so over yeah like they made a very good point like um i think they mentioned that you know, previously they were thinking like comparing to Hulk Hogan coming mm-hmm. out, but no, this is like there's a galaxy destroying threat, and he's the only person that can stop it. Yeah, like this is that was insane, man. Like he was, he dude, he had every single pop. Like for yeah. that first part of the match, right? Obviously, he comes out uh, looking cool. Yeah, you know, he's not thumbs. taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and then you know he's throwing those little those little kicks and like. You know, yeah, it's fun to do, but like the the volume of everybody in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh man, I hope he shows up in Denver because I want to be part of the crowd, right? Experiencing that pop. Seriously, dude, that was insane. And then, so he's doing that. Uh, uh, Pack is doing the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Pack was kind of like engaging, like. Yeah, yeah, get it out of your system, kid. Oh, man, they had that crowd, like, on their feet. Yeah. Like, that crowd was standing up for, like, probably the first maybe five minutes of that match. And then and then once, like, Pac turned it around, it was a couple of minutes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when Pac turned it around, like, you could see everybody, like, just deflate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which. Because there was that thought of, like, oh, man, is this just going to be Pac is, beating him up? Yeah. Like every like it just it, everyone just sunk and it was just like oh man like he's he doesn't stand a chance you know yeah but and, then Orange Cassidy did what he does mm-hmm. he like he's it's kind of weird because he's basically a reversal wrestler yeah he just does it like no one else yeah dude it, it, he was and 
it's amazing how well that guy can flip around the ring yeah. and with around. his hands in his pockets. With, yeah, like, and you see these things, right? You see him do these things and whatever, but like watching it on that level and just seeing that reaction, yeah. like that felt special. You know what I mean? Like, and the match was insane. Like Neville always looks badass out there. Yeah, he's beating the shit out of him. Like that oh, yeah, was he was no mercy, but it's great because. It was paced very well where Orange Cassidy would, you know, reverse something and, like, he'd have a little string of moves. Mm-hmm. But then his, like, energy would kind of die out and he'd go back to getting his ass beat for a minute. And then mm-hmm. he'd, like, just have a flurry of energy again and, like, do some crazy-ass shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be a very interesting thing to see in matches, that kind of pacing mm-hmm. where, you know, clearly one person is in control, but then it turns around very suddenly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man, he's got, like... He just, oh my god, crossbody! I don't even know what's happening at this point. Yeah. He's going for the pin. Yeah, and then just watching him like once, once that clicked, right? And and that was such an important part of that match. I think like when it clicked, and he just started wrestling. Uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's he just started like throwing everything at him. You know what I mean? Like th- that was another great example of insane amazing storytelling because it started out with just like you're oh, funny do yeah. crowds totally into it and like i said there was the thought process of once once that once pack turned it around and everybody sat down i was like oh you guys ruined that like that was a that was and then i sat there for a second i was like oh wait <laughs> that's now, what, exactly what that's yeah, supposed to I've do i've seen a lot of orange cassidy's indie matches mm-hmm. and that's usually how it goes mm-hmm. like it'll be all silly and fun until you know the other guy pisses him off usually it's from a chop mm-hmm. at least when he was in the indies he just hated getting chopped like he'd be messing around this one go for a chop and just drop to his knees put his hands up please don't top chop yeah <laughs> uh, yeah when they did that was usually when he like kicked off or mm-hmm. whatnot yeah but I think it was, like, I, I, I'm looking at it from, like, the larger scale. Like yes. I said, just the visual of it and, like, this is this proves you have a ton of huge fans in AEW out there, right? Yeah. Because not everybody knew Orange Cassidy when he first came up. And for a long while... I, mean, I didn't he, know about him until I saw him at, uh, what was it, um, All In? Their, like, something like that, yeah. Their first unofficial pay-per-view. Yeah. They had a battle royal that he showed up in. Yeah, that was my first time seeing him, and I just had to know more. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, he was just it, everybody was completely one hundred percent bought in on that, you know. Yeah, and yeah, like he just once he started like that flip where he took that hit when he took that bump like on the back or whatever when yeah. Pack flipped him over onto his knee or whatever, and the way he sold that, I was like, oh, this is going to get good, yeah. right? Because a lot of these fans are like me where, like, you know, I'm not unfamiliar with him. I've seen a lot. I've seen some most, not all, all of his stuff, but I've seen some stuff out there, right? Yeah. They're cool. He's good. I know he's a talented wrestler, but a lot of people that are just getting into it again from AEW starting up and him in there, there's that thought of, like, first when he came out, there was a, f- a lot of people that were stoked, but there was a lot of people that were scratching their heads. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. He's just out there. He just got this disdain for wrestling, you know, like, <laughs> and then he, and then like, yeah, to see that, that that's why I thought that moment was so important that uh, pack just ended it really quick, beat the shit out of him, like beat the shit out of him hard. Yeah. Like there were some crazy looking things that were going on. Like 
Oh, the other thing I've noticed with Cassidy is when he gets going, like he takes a few bumps, mm-hmm. he gets really red. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like when he gets chopped and like uh, Pack didn't do any of this match. He doesn't really chop people, so mm-hmm. it made sense. Yeah, but yeah, when he gets chopped, like instantly his entire body just goes bright red. Yeah, dude, and then Pack with like the chain wrestling, or yeah. you know, he he had the brutalizer in, and then he'd like twisted it and started grabbing oh, yeah. legs and stuff and like just transitioning from those holds it was insane like they both came out looking great uh yeah obviously you know orange cassidy got his you know he yeah. lost yeah he, but, but it wasn't he, he won really he did it, like, like he, i just saying like that was a planned loss for him mm-hmm. he's doing that so the next time he faces someone big they're gonna underestimate him Mm. They're not going to expect him to pull out something new. They're going to think he gave his all against Pack, and he didn't. Yeah. No, it's – and I'm going to say it too. I think I think that was my match of the night. Just pure energy. Yeah. Um, the the way they looked out there, like just everything about that match I loved, and I think that was my favorite match on there for the whole. You know what I mean? As far as like Raw – wrestling and stuff like that yeah. maybe it, w- it wasn't the best match on the card but like i walked away from that being like that was so cool oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was something to remember gonna say it move over monday night messiah <laughs> we've got ourselves a new freshly squeezed god <laughs> and i will forever proselytize <laughs> his blessings dude are you gonna get an orange cassidy shirt tomorrow i mean if they have them like wow. every time i hear like an event uh-huh. um like people will go up after it's like get a shirt and they'll be sold out in every size they're constantly sold out on the online store mm. yeah like i want one but yeah oh oh so that okay so that one was good um obviously the last match of the night the main event uh we finally got it we got moxley versus, versus jericho, jericho. Uh, pretty how, good match. How about that uh, live choir entrance music? That went on way too long. Yeah. Like, I was sitting there and I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Undertaker? Like, <laughs> does he think he can take a 20-minute walk down the aisle, you know? This match was like 22 minutes, and I yeah. think half of that was him walking down. I mean, or <laughs> at, le- at least Cody, when he came out, like, there was stuff going on. He was like, had people around, like, his whole posse, and he was like, yeah. high-fiving and getting to know people. I did, I did think that was a little much for Cody, but I think it sold kind of like the yeah. whole thing for him. But I was just like... Actually... <laughs> Let's be hang out in the back. One of the people in his posse, a famous actor. Oh yeah, Stephen Amell. Which brings me to my next piece. Uh, they're on the road to Denver. Uh, Stephen Amell had a vignette in there Ooh, where okay. he was trying not to say, you know, if I ever get back in the ring or anything like that. Yeah. Like, but it sounded like he's gonna get back in the ring probably do a match or something like okay. that i don't think he's gonna have a match tomorrow but might be a dark match maybe a dark match maybe he just maybe this is the start of his feud whatever yeah. he's doing with AEW. Yeah. right so that's kind of cool i'm not uh, a huge steven amell like, fan but when uh, uh i think tony was asked about it after the uh event and uh i said well i mean he's a busy guy i mean we love having him here he's been a you know huge mm-hmm. support we've worked on in the past uh his <clears throat> wine company knocking point is the one that made a little bit of the bubbly mm. uh so they have some kind of partnership with him already professionally he's worked with the elite in the past but yeah. they said you know he's busy he's you know yeah. a pretty major actor 
but at the same time, the last season of Arrow just ended. What's yeah. he doing these days? Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was one of the things that I saw on there was that Stephen Amell might be there. So those were the things that I, when you came over earlier, yeah. I was like, dude, I can't wait to tell you these. Okay. Uh, Colt Cabana, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Luther, maybe. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Stephen Amell possibly being there. And then, like I said, I didn't even think about like Andy and you know, yeah. the Butcher and, or the Blade. And, um, All right. Back to Jericho. <clears throat> back to Jericho and Moxley. Great match. Um, Another one. Great storytelling. Yeah. Like, throughout the night. Great storytelling throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, in um, I saw the oldest lion salt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was interesting. Like, it looked okay, but yeah. it was like that's a thousand year old guy doing that. You know what I mean? How do you feel about the you know, vignettes beforehand with, uh, Moxley being trained by Randy Couture on how to avoid, like get out of the walls of Jericho and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Are they calling it the walls of Jericho? Uh, or are they calling it the lion tamer? Yeah. I think they are calling the lion tamer because I think that was like, a for some reason, and, and I might be mistaken, but I thought those were two similar, but separate moves. Um, I thought the walls of Jericho was like when it, like the Boston crab where he's sitting yeah. on their on their back and pulling, and I thought the lion tamer was more of like in the neck pulling right. He's mm-hmm. standing above him and then like doing that. But I have no idea. He did that in the. I guess I haven't seen him do the Boston crab thing in a while. But he did do the lion tamer. Yeah, I could tell it was a lion tamer because he had him pulled up a little yeah. bit more. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Uh, Mox got busted up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he got busted up bad. Did you see the picture of how deep that thing was? Yeah. I, I thought I saw skull on that. <laughs> like, it was great. Cause he also did, you know, after just winning championship, of course, he mm-hmm. also did uh, a little press conference afterwards where he, you know, yeah. orders got some questions and he, he hadn't gotten that covered up or anything. Yeah. It was just like a big open gash bleeding yeah. while he's doing this interview. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then that, and then that interview. So obviously Mox beats, uh, yeah, Jericho yeah. I, and then I expected that. And then, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think this does great things for the championship. I think yeah. he's the perfect guy to pass it on to that, that little thing he had at the end of it where he was just like, this isn't, I, this yeah, isn't I mine. This, this is, this is belongs to all the fans. Yeah, this is this is for all of you guys. Honestly, for... not what I expected from Moxley. Yeah, but it worked so well. Yeah, total babyface. Like yeah. it was total babyface, but it was it was good. I know I I liked the uh, I think it's beer clock now or <laughs> yeah yeah. And then he like and then I think he like said something else and then like he like looked over like the music was supposed to start and it didn't and then he started talking again and the music started yeah, and he was like, like what <laughs> he dropped an f bomb oh yeah he was like what the fuck huh yeah yeah <laughs> and then he and then he goes on talks a little bit more and then he's like you know after he gets all these things out like i think that's just like his thing where once he runs out of things to say he's going to talk about drinking he's like it's time to go drink some whiskey or something yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> like just threw the mic and then took like a beat for the music to start where but that was cool man and here's what i'm excited about with him as the champion right we had chris jericho obviously chris jericho is chris jericho he's gonna yeah. do a couple of matches maybe every one or two months you know what when I mean? he's contractually obligated to do so exactly um jericho which... is pretty open he wants to fight everyone yeah he's willing to fight anyone that's brave enough to take him on knowing yeah. they'll get injured. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and now, you know, with Mox there, he's 
He's just gonna be he's gonna be a fighting champion. I feel like we're yes. gonna see sort of like with the Seth Rollins run right after he got it, uh, the title off of Lesnar, yeah. where he just like ran with we'll it. We'll see a like, title match every week. Exactly every exactly, and that's what I'm excited for is to see that. And then um, again, it's John Moxley who yeah who better to put on your as your leading guy, especially if. You know, I don't know what Jericho is doing. He's probably going to be around still, but yeah. Um, afterwards, uh, Moxley was asked, like, "Oh, do you think like Chris Jericho is going to want a rematch?" And he's like, "Well, listen, this is Chris Jericho. What do you think?" Yeah, <laughs> he's probably right now in his re- uh, dressing room on the phone with the athletic commissioner <laughs> and the executives trying to get the decision overturned. <laughs> oh man. I want to see it. Yeah. I, I want to see it again. I want to see Moxley beat him again. Yeah. I want him to secure that. The real question is who's going to be dumb enough to challenge Moxley for yeah. that championship. So, and and another thing too is you were right when we talked about the figures. They, oh, yeah. they announced that the Moxley figure in series two is, is going, going to, to come the belt. is going to come with the belt. Yep. You called exactly that when I saw that cuz they started posting pictures like okay, so this is going to be a part yeah. of it. I was like he, he fucking knew. He said it. I'm getting <laughs> but, pretty good at calling stuff like yeah. the <laughs> ending to the uh, Iron Man match between Kenny and Pat. Yeah. Man, we haven't talked about that yet. Ugh. That was better than anything I've seen from a WWE pay-per-view in a long time. Right, and that was for free on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like, mean? how do they do pay-per-view quality matches? On a weekly basis. I mean, and that that just goes to the other point. I mean, we've we've sat here for uh, just about an hour talking about this one pay per view, right? Yeah. There's so much that went on. How long did we spend talking about Super Showdown? Oh, um, that was trash. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Uh, What was that? Ten seconds. Yep. (laughs) But I mean, even you know, even compared to to NXT Takeover, right? Another really great show, but. If you look at that versus what we saw, on top of what we saw with the week before, uh, you know, like, AEW's just been blowing them out of the water. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about now is that they're maybe going to run out of ideas quicker. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe not. Probably no, not. They've got but, a lot of creative people. But, so, so I, I wanted to look at this just to kind of just real quickly compare these two things here. So, we have uh, the card for revolution versus the card for takeover right takeover portland takeover portland uh weekend before so we had i love takeover portland it was good yes this was really great but just again just to show the contrast and what was going on keith lee versus dominic dijakovic dijakovic i got you fucking god damn it um and we'll compare it with jake hager and dusty Rhodes, right obviously yeah. That one, the NXT TakeOver first match was better. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic are both premier wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the AEW match was kind of hampered by Dustin's age mm-hmm. combined with Jake Hager's relative newness to wrestling. I mean, he's he's always, he's been in WWE for like, he was there for like uh, nine years or was some he? shit. Was he that yeah. long? Yeah, as oh, wow. uh, Jack Swagger. I mean, I knew he was there. I didn't know he was there that long. Oh, yeah, he was there oh. for a while. Um, I think he came up in the Nexus thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Nexus when no. uh, Bray Wyatt came in in that. It was basically right after NXT started, they came up and 
tried to invade the main roster. Yeah. And it was this group of people called Nexus. They had Wade Barrett, um, who I can't – I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's he's pretty good. Um, there was – I think Big E was in it from uh, New okay. Day. Um bunch of guys yeah. uh but they were a part of it and bray wyatt came up in that too um but yeah so he was there during that so um but yeah it was it was good um like i said comparing those two matches i think keith lee and dijakovic was better yeah. um we had tegan knox and dakota kai dakota kai uh next match on there was darby allen and Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Yes, easy one. <laughs> right? For all the things we already said. Yes. <laughs> Finn, Finn Balor and uh, Johnny Gan- Gargano, Gargano versus... Great match. Versus... Oh, shit. Where'd it go? Come back. Uh-oh. Come back. Did you lose it? No. It's here. Versus Kenny Omega. Oh, Yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah, no match on that card would beat that tag yeah. team. Um, so, so that's, that's basically my point, right? Is, I mean, theirs was Cole and Champa as like the, the main event, main event. Uh, we had <laughs> actually, really, unsurprisingly, not too dissimilar of main events. No, not really. Actually. It was kind of the, uh, lone wolf mm-hmm. taking on the heel team. Yeah. Um, I just think inner circle is a better heel team than it, undisputed era. Mm, I'm gonna disagree with you that, but that's a soft disagree. Okay, I, I like. I see where you're getting that, but like, I just love how different each of the people in the inner circle are. Yeah, when I look at Undisputed Era, they basically all look the same to me. Mm-hmm. Like when they're wrestling, I have trouble telling who's in the ring. Oh, that makes me sad for you, man. <laughs> I mean, they're all but... middle-aged white guys with similar builds and brown hair. Yeah, yeah, they're all cruiserweights. Yeah, like <laughs> they're all two hundred five and below. And compare that to the style of the inner circle; it's just night and day. Fair point. Fair um, point. And I, you know, think that the healing it up of in that particular match is inner circle did it better. Mm. I love that they used distracting the ref by um expelling three of the members of the inner circle from ringside (laughs) they use that as an opportunity to have the fourth member come in and cheat for them yeah exactly oh that was funny so clever that was yeah that was good again great storytelling like they really told that story good exactly um but yeah so i mean just you know like i said they're both really great shows in their own right um revolution was just that was yeah. wicked. That was such a good show. Like, <laughs> I'm still blown away, and I want to go back and watch it again, and I probably will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be traveling a bit coming up here. Um, so maybe I'll watch it on the plane or, you know, in my mm-hmm. hotel room one night. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so uh, that actually brings us to a good point here. Uh, Jeff is going to be out for a week. Yep. We're yep. working on some things. I may have a little mini interview with, uh, with one of our fans, possibly. Yep. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, if not, we might have a week off, but we'll be right back at it or, you know, the next week and we'll maybe have more to talk about. All about the live show in Denver and how great AW is live. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be great live. Yeah. Maybe we throw on a bonus episode or something, just real, like a quick little, yeah. like... Just talking about that. Here's what happened. Oh, my God, it was crazy. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Um, 
And then maybe we'll have one where we talk about all the fun that's going to happen at the uh, Elimination Chamber this yeah. week. Or so they want us to believe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the first match on there, is, or one of the matches, is going to be obviously the Elimination Chamber match with the women. Um, we're looking at Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka. Possibly Asuka. She might be out with something i think i think i heard okay. she got injured last night not sure well, even if she didn't we know that a wwe uh clearly does not really care about what they're booking for a show yeah they're just gonna put on whatever they feel at the moment well i mean and here's here's a perfect example of that right these, these this looks good natalia Liv morgan Shayna baszler oscar ruby riot and sarah logan yeah i want uh, to see that match i i'm so like i I know they're telling the story of like Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and you know how her they used to hang out with Sarah Logan and yeah. all that stuff, but I feel like this is really soon to do that. Um, maybe put maybe separate them a little bit more before we put them in a match together. Okay, um, that's my only thing with that. Uh, I know Becky Lynch will probably be over there watching because whoever wins that is a shot. Yeah, right. Um, personally, Shayna Baszler, I'm calling it. Oh yeah. I think she's got this. Absolutely. Um, and then another match on there is going to be SmackDown, uh, tag team champions with John Morrison and the Miz versus the new day versus uh, heavy machinery versus Robert Roode. I always want to call him Bobby Roode cause it's just how I remember him. Yeah. Um, and Dolph Ziggler, uh, versus the Uzos. Um, this is another elimination chamber match. Really, this All could right. um, this could be an awesome match. Like everybody yeah. that I'm seeing on there, uh, except for maybe like you know, Heavy Machinery's good, but as far as seasoned, it's tag team veterans. A lot I feel on how they book the actual matching, yeah, like how the teams interact. Because mm-hmm. uh, Elimination Chamber is basically a gauntlet, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's the the ring cage and basically two people, I guess. Two teams start in this case. Okay, I'm not yeah. sure. Two teams start, and then uh, randomly one of the four chambers opens up, and the next team comes out, and it's supposed to be like a random okay. thing, right? So it's kind of like a basically a battle royal. Yeah, exactly. With like slowed um, entries yeah. and uh, a big old cage that you can kill people in, but you still have to eliminate. You know, yeah. you still have to pin, and if you pin one of the team members, both team members are done okay. right um cool match I, elimination chamber matches i really like them yeah uh, there was that women's the first women's one that they had maybe last year or the year before that one was really really good um then we've got i guess lacey evans has a match against uh five other to be determined people i wonder if that's been determined yet maybe um, okay maybe that'll be on smackdown or something um then we have uh oh the intercontinental title with uh braun Strowman versus shinsuke nakamura cesaro and Sami Zayn. i guess all three of them see i haven't um, watched i haven't watched wwe in yeah. a minute this i guess makes sense i think that's of. a smackdown thing and i haven't been watching smackdown yeah. at all really yeah that's sad <laughs> i'm i'm skipping nakamura matches I mean, oh. he's been <laughs> totally buried by WWE. I still believe he's got some more in him, right? I, he does, but that's entirely up to 
Vince to allow him to utilize it. Yeah. Uh, next match, we've got Street Profits, newly Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. They won last night. Um, they got their rematch against Seth Rollins and Murphy. Eh, they'll retain. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be all right. <laughs> you know? Uh, Street Profits are cool. They, they I haven't re- really seen much of them. They remind me a lot of, like, Private Party. Okay. Right? But they're kind of a... Ra- I, I don't think they're, like, a comparison, even though they're very yeah. similar to each other. They're not... They're completely separate from each other. You know what Why I mean? Why are they similar, Jake? Because they like to party. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> they like to party, and they like to do the flip stuff. And um, I think I think Private Party, you know what? Now that I'm, like, comparing the two, I think, no, never mind. Street Profits, they, I don't think they had the rope. I thought they had the rope, too, like, uh-huh. when they came out, you know? But they don't. They came. They come out with this uh, one of the solo red cups. Okay. And they like just yeah. Uh, Montez Ford, one of the street prophets, is married to Bianca Belair. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And then I guess this match. This match I'm actually looking forward to. Um. AJ one of like Styles. AJ Styles okay. versus Alistair Black. Yeah. No disqualification. They had a match last night. I saw the uh, the highlights from it. Really, it was basically um, Alistair Black came out, ended up having to go against uh, Carl Anderson, yeah. and then Luke Gallows, and then AJ Styles, and AJ Styles just yeah beat the crap out of him. From what I heard, that match didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, it was booked as AJ Styles versus Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Alistair Black comes out and JJ Styles is like, oh, well, you should have read the contract. You have to beat these two before you can fight me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so that's, I think, two weeks in a row now they've done something with the face not reading their contract. Yeah. <laughs> but then, at the very least, WWE should know what the contract is. And have the match booked as such and advertised as such. (laughs) Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) I know this is wrestling, but please make a little sense. Yeah, right? Try. (laughs) Just try to make some sense. Um, But, again, on the other hand, AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. This is sort of a dream match for me because those are two of my favorites, you know? Yeah. and then, so I'm excited for that one. I'm also really excited for the next, uh, the United States Championship match because it's going to be Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. 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 Fuck. Damn it. Say it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Humberto Carrillo. Uh, all right. It's going to be um, a rematch from, I guess, their the Super Show. I didn't, again, I didn't watch that. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it is what it is. Um, Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. Um, that's about that. So there was a little bit of an interesting piece of WWE news I saw. Hmm. So after, uh, I think it was a SmackDown match um, where someone just got, you know, completely buried. Actually, yeah. no, I think it was uh, maybe after Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, someone had tweeted out, like, oh, is WWE just, you know, uh, burying their great characters and getting rid of them now. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt tweeted back, yes. Yeah. No, I saw that too. He said something about like, there was another thing. Maybe he didn't say it. Maybe that was what I saw was just that. Didn't he yeah. say something about another 
another talent being like screwed kind of um maybe not, not doesn't that sound I've like bray wyatt of, <laughs> yeah but apparently he's also been like tweeting out a bunch of weird things yeah which happens during the fiends downtime yeah between you know big matches yeah <laughs> but that didn't really seem like just a weird random like crazy tweet to send out no that was that seemed like him being upset because they're burying his character seriously you spent a year which is one of the most over things wwe had going for them in like years yeah like this it's crazy how well it's worked but i cannot believe i, I can believe it right because it's, it's, it's vince it's obviously well, yeah obviously but yeah. it's it's moving towards a uh obviously the goldberg versus roman reigns yeah for the universal title at wrestlemania obviously they're trying to put a marquee match together that people are going to want to go on to espn and buy their pay-per-view off of that yeah. um i'll tell you what wwe i will willingly pay 50 bucks to aew for revolution i don't know that i want to spend anything more than the ten dollars i already fucking give you every month yeah like <laughs> that's the thing i would much rather watch Revolution than WrestleMania this year if I had to pick one of the shows to watch. Yeah. Because Revolution, I feel, had, what, six great matches and one good match? Yeah. WrestleMania, in its nine-hour runtime, probably won't have six great matches. No. It'll, it'll, it'll be lucky two, if they have three. Yeah, I was going to say, they'll be lucky if they have three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that sucks. That yeah. sucks. That's WWE. I, I love WWE, and I hate that I'm being so, like, cynical about it. You know, like, I just – that's just where I'm at with them right now. And yep. you know, bring me back. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Give me a reason to to flip the channel because right now I'm watching NXT. And NXT is awesome. It's yeah. great. I'm totally not talking shit about that. But uh, – I will watch AEW over NXT. It's yeah. because of the quality of these matches. You know what I mean? And the just the storytelling that they do. It's yeah. insane. You know, so and I feel that AEW storytelling is also a lot easier to get into. It is. It's like, easy to can, digest. Yeah. You can just if you haven't seen an AEW before, you can tune into one episode and you'll understand what's going on. Yeah. Like Whenever I try going into WWE, like watching an episode of Raw after I have it for a few weeks, I'm like, mm. "What the? Who? What's going on?" Like, yeah. there's just these weird like promos and like people feuding with each other, but no real explanation why. Yeah. Oh, I experienced that just now. What looking at the Elimination yeah. Chamber card? Like, what? I know I heard a couple of those matches were happening, but happening, but some of those are just beyond me. Yeah. You know? In I'm there. I'm willing to get, I give you guys money all the time. You know what I mean? AEW or WWE. Yeah. Like, I'm bought in. I like you guys. Give me a reason to watch you more. Yeah, <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, let's see. A few other pieces of news. Some of them from various interviews I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Khan did respond to Cody's statement of, you know, saying maybe in like five years they could he could see... Dynamite being on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Khan said he absolutely has no plans or desire to move AEW to Mondays. Okay. And not because he doesn't want to compete with WWE. He doesn't want to compete with Monday Night Football. Ah. Which makes sense. He's owner of Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Yeah. Why would he want to first off split his attention between the two things on Monday? That didn't even occur to me. And like, <laughs> also compete with Monday Night Football. Yeah. Like it, he made a good point. It is the largest, like, yeah, most watched sports franchise. Yeah. On air, why would he want a show there? Yeah, that that didn't even dawn on me. That makes yeah. that makes so much more sense. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, makes sense. Makes me think second show probably also not going to be on a Monday. Yeah. Um, but he did confirm again that they are working on setting up a second show. No real details on what that'll look like yet, mm-hmm. but it will be a cable broadcast. Uh, he is also not ruling out the idea of an additional streaming show to go along with it. Maybe like two episodes of AW Dark a week or something yeah. like that. Okay. Um, okay. Possible international shows. Wait, so did, did you oh. say live? Possible live shows or just they'd oh. be recorded? Would they be taped? I um, guess they probably wouldn't. Talk I don't about think that he said much. anything about live versus taped. Okay. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't. That'd be. Yeah. That's probably information you want to hold on to for a while. <laughs> exactly. Um, but international shows, he has made a little bit of conversation about that. Um, something Cody had mentioned before that I think he. So at a panel at C2E2, that was uh, him, Cody, the Young Bucks, and Excalibur. Cody said, uh, bet someone in the crowd $100 that they'll have a match in Canada before the end of the year. Okay. Um, I mean, that's that's a long time, so I mean, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> they just but, made it to Colorado, or but, yeah, making it to Colorado. But they haven't made any announcements about the international yeah. stuff yet, and he said, you know, he also wants to be doing stuff in like England and Europe yeah. by the end of the year and stuff. Uh, Tony Khan kind of backed that up a little bit and like, well... Yes, we are definitely interested. Um, and it seems Canada is probably more likely, but his big thing was time zones. Yeah. He wants to keep it as a live show for Dynamite. And in order to do that from England, you'd have to have a really weird showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably not going to do like an episode of Dynamite from overseas. Yeah. But he did say possibly like a special event or pay-per-view or something like that. Be, he didn't give cool. any time frames though because yeah. he's a responsible businessman right seriously because he's done this before <laughs> yeah cody uh will give away as much as humanly possible yeah. when you ask him a question yeah. it's one of my favorite things about him um so yeah uh, <laughs> looking forward to possibly something from canada maybe yeah. like winnipeg get a kenny versus jericho match in winnipeg Ooh, that'd be great yeah that'd be awesome oh um, i think they dig that oh yeah then, uh, let's see, they've confirmed that they are looking into at least one AW video game. Nice. Um, first off, Cody, you know, kind of gave it away a bit. as When he said, uh, we know you guys want a specific engine. And... No, no, he uh, was saying that they want like a specific type of game if they go through and make one. But he also said, you know, asked the crowd, like, do you want an AW video game? Yeah. Uh, which the crowd, of course, yelled yes. And he went through that a couple of times, asking them again and again. Said, well, all I'm going to say is every time our audience has wanted something from us, our fans, we've done everything in our power to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, and then Tony Khan also commented on that a little bit that, you know, they don't have any specific plans. Like, they don't have any deals made or anything. Mm-hmm. But they are looking into it and possibly looking into multiple types of games. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'd rather sit. And I have a I'd lot w- of 
I have a lot of faith that they pull out a game because all of their high up people yeah. like Kenny, Tony oh, Khan, yeah. uh, Cody, not so much the Young Bucks, but you know, video people, game. They all play video games. Yeah. Like Kenny is a professional video game player. Yeah. When he has the time to be. They're gonna make sure a game is good. Oh man, it's yeah, and I, and I was seeing a lot of people like wanting wanting it soon, and I'm sitting there like, dude, I will wait a yeah. year or so for this game as long as it doesn't come out like WWE 2K20. That's it. You I know don't what I mean? They're like, gonna let that happen because yeah. they know about they know how that happened, right? Man, I, um, but I, I do want them to wait till they have a larger, more fleshed out roster mm-hmm. as one, and also just to make sure it's properly developed. Yeah. Um, I'd even be okay with, instead of, like, the WWE-style games, if it was more of, like, a fighting game kind of thing, like a Tekken or a Street Fighter style. And that, I think, might be what they're talking about when they're talking yeah. about multiple types of games. Yeah. Like, maybe a more traditional type as well as the uh, more fighting games. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Or, like, the Fire Pro New Japan games that look like the old-ass games. Oh, yeah. People seem to really like those. Uh, I almost got it. I haven't got it yet, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's like it looks like an old wrestling game, yeah. and it feels like an old wrestling game, and it's like simple, like an old wrestling game. Oh, so I remember playing some old WWE games on Nintendo sixty four at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Like that was my major exposure to wrestling as a kid because yeah. I could only watch it when my parents weren't around. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I always loved that uh-huh. um, playing with my brothers, either Matt and Jeff Hardy or <laughs> Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, you, I loved a lot of those games too. You yeah, know? I played the N sixty four games particularly. You know, I know a lot of people really like the SmackDown from like, what was it like? I think it was like two thousand seven or something like that. Um, apparently, that game is just phenomenal. But I'm not gonna go get an old system to play it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But awesome. Um, yes. Fuck, I'm trying to think of like good news that we can talk about the WWE. All I can think of is bad news. Oh, who's gone? Who's gone? <laughs> so, Cody actually had a great part in that panel where they had mentioned something like I think that like as when they were talking about like old wrestling, they like they mentioned like Goldberg at one point, and the crowd started booing. Keep in mind this was like the day after yeah. Super Showdown. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if. Cody had really heard much about what happened yet. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a busy guy. He probably doesn't have time to check on Smack on a super, on a WWE pay per view, like the night after yeah. his show and all that. Uh, and everyone started booing. And Cody was like, What? What's like, did I say something? Like, what's wrong? And, you know, the crowd started yelling stuff. He's like, Wait, does Goldberg have heat right now? <laughs> like, what happened last night? And the crowd starts yelling again. He's like, Okay, guys, come on. Like, what, what, good things happened at the show yeah. and the crowd just started yelling like nothing good happened. That's you're saying nothing. Like, come on. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Uh, like Cody, like he doesn't hate WWE no. as the product or the wrestlers in it. Yeah. Like he's probably still good friends with a lot of them. Yeah. But it was kind of funny watching him try and, you know, at least a little bit put WWE over and be like, come on, guys. But yeah. Pros not that bad. Well, and yeah, and that's one thing I have to keep reminding myself is I like wrestling, and that's why, you know, that's why I, I won't ever leave the WWE. Like, yeah. I'll still, I'm going to try my best to watch it, and I do. Yeah. But it's just so hard to now. You know what I mean? But um, what I was talking about is who just left 
the WWE. Oh, Matt Hardy. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, I guess I didn't watch the Being the Elite, but I heard about the call, the phone call that uh, one of the Jacksons took. Yeah. So that could be a couple things. Yeah. First thing is like uh, at the end of it, like they were getting ready to leave for their plane to fly home. Uh, they made a big point at the start of the episode of like how long they've been away from home and that they're yeah. so I'd have a couple days back before the Denver show. Yeah. But yeah, they were getting ready and Nick Jackson got a call from someone um, who appeared to be in kind of a tizzy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, calm down, calm down. Like, and he specified when he got the call, like, oh, yeah, a long time no talk. Like, how's it been? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's like, look, calm down, calm down, man. Like, get it. We're here for you. Like, we're heading to the airport already. We'll just get a flight out and and see you soon. Um I don't know if it's Matt didn't, Hardy. I don't know. Didn't if, like, they? Well, didn't they allude to something about like it being a uh, uh, North Carolina uh, uh, address or like phone number or something like that? Like there, there was maybe? some, there was something they alluded to that. Um, if there was, pointed, I didn't catch it. That pointed towards like it coming from the Hardy compound. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like thing is though, like I don't. Did the Young Bucks ever have like much interaction with? Yeah, Matt they, Hardy? I think I think the last match that the that the Hardys had before they came back in 2017 yeah. was a, a ladder match with the Bucks. Okay, uh, for the what I think it, I can't even remember what per, what TNA. promotion it was. It wasn't TNA. No? no, it was. I don't even think it was Ring of Honor. Like it was just some random. Okay. There that they had to like give up the tag team title and that's yeah that it was a ladder match that <laughs> could be it but um that would definitely mean that if that's a tie-in that matt hardy is not the leader of the inner circle because mm-hmm. it wouldn't really make sense for him to make that call in that case exactly um i'm not sold on him being the leader of the inner circle anyway but yeah that's dark order oh yeah dark dark order <laughs> Inner circle, dark order. I think you said that earlier, and I was like, oh, dark order. All the same thing. Yeah. Um, Um, But what I immediately thought was, hmm, someone that they haven't heard from in a while that needs them to come urgently for something. I was thinking Marty Skrull and that they're going to make an appearance at a Ring of Honor show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who's to say? I will yeah. find out eventually. Could be a lot of things. <laughs> it could be a lot of things. It's the Young Bucks open. have been around. Yeah, they have. It could be. Uh, it could be. Uh, what was it? Shoot, I can't remember his name. Ryan. Uh, Dick Flip guy. Oh, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan could yeah. be Joey Ryan calling them for something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I know yeah. he was. I know he did a thing briefly where he was like, like recently uh in impact yeah. or tna or whatever uh where he like was stepping away from the like dick flip stuff okay. you know he like came out in like a sweater and like glasses and stuff and he was like i didn't that was, he was about really his... overselling the uh change yeah yeah, yeah exactly okay. i don't I, I don't know what like i i didn't look too far into it um as i tend to do sometimes when i come across things that i'm not exactly happy about like like joey ryan i don't want to yeah. see him not do that yeah. but if it's leading to more of that then okay cool <laughs> you know <laughs> but um so yeah so so matt hardy announced he was a free agent yeah. i saw that even the wwe on like all of their platforms posted a thing like a thing thanking matt 
uh, Matt Hardy for his contributions, and yeah. uh, they wish him luck in his future endeavors. You know who the last person they did that for was? Who? John Moxley. Really? Right? And where did John Moxley go, like, immediately? <laughs> <laughs> not a, not immediately. Okay, but, <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, um, but I don't know. Like Matt Hardy's video he put out, which seems totally shoot. He didn't mm-hmm. seem, like, in character or anything for it. Yeah. Mostly because, you know, he was coherent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seemed like he doesn't have any particular plans yet. He mm-hmm. said he is definitely planning on watching AW and New Japan and uh, was it a TNA and Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. a bunch of the indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants to know what's going on in the world of wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, which makes me think he's probably not going to make an immediate appearance anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um especially because like he didn't make any like teases or anything like he's been tweeting out i really think that's just a work for him like he's just messing with people but what if tomorrow's the night it's possible what if matt hardy is in colorado right now like just waiting underneath the ring (laughs) he's, he's a pretty creepy guy what if he's like right outside that window He's right there. Just listen. (laughs) Jake just pointed at a boxed figure of Matt Hardy he has. That's hilarious. Oh, what Um, else? What else is going on in WWE? Um, Randy Orton RKO'd Beth Phoenix, apparently, last night. Why? I don't know. I think he's, he's like, RKO'd a few ladies (laughs) since 2006. But it's it's going towards the mania match with Edge, yeah. right? That's his wife. So I, oh, I didn't makes, know that. Oh yeah, Beth okay. Phoenix is Edge's wife. That makes more sense though. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's probably where that's going, or what that's for. I mean, obviously that's what that's for. Uh, Revival. I think they were supposed to be in that elimination chamber match. Yeah. They got pulled like two days ago. They made the rumor has it they're not signing a new contract. Oh and no, they're unhappy. Yeah, they're. They're gone. They're just biding their time. I want to see them in AW, right? Oh like my there's, God. there's. It's hard to think of anyone that's like a name in WWE that I don't want to go to AEW. Uh, I was thinking to, and and this is me just being excited, right? If if Revolution is their big huge yeah thing, then just like WrestleMania did, whenever the that big thing ended. The next night or the next show, they had all kinds of new debuts, people coming yep. back from injuries, all that stuff. And so you already know that Lance Archer is going to make his debut in Denver. We're going to see him. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting that they announced that one ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Usually they don't do that. Yeah, but that's going to be awesome, right? We and we forgot about that. Like that's we're an hour and a half into this, and we're first now just now mentioning that he just signed with them. That's cool. Yeah. Like that's big news. But um, I was thinking that. I was thinking, uh, uh, what's his name? Brody. Uh, um, Luke Harper's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, I think his 90 days is up already. Okay. Um, I know there is a lot of talk about him going over there. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw something about Dolph Ziggler getting in trouble for something uh, AEW related or something. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I also know that Renee Young was in was backstage, obviously for obvious reasons. Yeah, at Revolution, but I hear that like that might be kind of bad for her. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because in Moxley's uh, 
interview on the AW podcast, mm-hmm. uh, they did talk a little bit about, you know, WWE and stuff. And I like that in the podcast, they're more open about that stuff. And they'll yeah. talk about like, time there. Because mostly Moxley's interview was just talking about his history in wrestling and largely how grateful he is to WWE for, mm-hmm. you know, giving him a shot and doing great things for him in his career and that he had a lot of great time there. Yeah. Uh, but they talked a little bit about, you know, is it awkward for to have Renee Young, like your wife working for them and you're working for AW? And he said, you know, it'd be you know a lot more convenient if she worked for AW. Yeah. You know, they'd be able to travel together and everything. It would work real well. Yeah. But that, you know, he's not worried about her. She's, like, such a major part of WWE. That she ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that she's, <laughs> like, he is not afraid of any, like, retribution coming her way for being related to him. Because, I mean, what are they going to kick out Renee Young? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good point. But could I, you imagine? Maybe she doesn't get as much TV time. Like Maybe. Maybe that's, maybe that's how they do it, is they just kind of, like, don't use Here's her. the thing. Renee Young works very closely now with one CM Punk. If WWE retaliates against Renee Young, CM Punk is not going to be quiet about that. No. Oh, man. That works in her favor. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what, did, what did the... What, what does that look like anymore? Like, I haven't watched a single episode of that backstage. even though... I actually don't think I have either. Oh, nice. So it's probably... The WWE program, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's but, all WWE. It's just nice that... Well, CM Punk, I don't think he was even really part of backstage. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a guest on that occasionally. Yeah. Mostly doing like interviews for Fox Sports. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's who he's technically employed through is, yes. is Fox. Which but. is why I think he would totally go off about anything that oh, yeah. WWE does. Like he's done before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I guess... I mean, that's pretty much everything that's going on, everything that's gone on, right? Um, Well, I did watch my weekly homework match. Ah. Uh, This week it was the 30-minute Iron Man match between Bailey and Sasha Banks from TakeOver Respect 2015. So good. It was an amazing match. Um, And I'm going to use it as an opportunity to talk about another match as well that I watched recently. Which was also a 30-minute Iron Man match, which was very different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, really, the Iron Man match between Bailey and Sasha Banks is actually kind of what I expect from an Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more about, you know, a really grueling match between them. There's quite a few falls here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it got pretty brutal. With uh, Bailey, you know, going after Sasha Banks' hand, mm-hmm. especially because this seems to be when Bailey was pretty much like full face. Yeah, like she didn't do heel stuff, but she did in this match. Yeah. And, Bailey? Yeah. Uh, no, Sasha was the one that was stepping on Bailey's hands because Bailey had a broken hand that she was. No, Bailey back from. went after Sasha's hands too. Like she was throwing her, not oh, yeah. stomping, but she was like throwing okay. her hand into the step and everything. Okay, but because um, she also had had a injured yeah. hand recently. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And, but then there was like the crushing of Bailey's hand yeah. in the thing. Like, okay, that's where I'm getting. Okay, yeah. Anyway, it kind of went both ways. Yeah, but I always like it when those faces are kind of pushed to, 
the edge and you know and they have to get violent <laughs> yeah. and it was a title match bailey was defending her title and the commentators even made a comment oh my god it was so nice watching an nxt match without that, morrow without morrow <laughs> ah. who did they have they had uh cory graves obviously yeah Corey um, graves and one other guy was it todd phillips or was it don't remember. Uh, Brian Saxton was probably there, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but. but yeah, I love those. And they made a great deal of pointing out that, you know, this is kind of Bailey realizing that when you're the champion, you need to have that mean streak all the yeah. time if you want to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Or the people that do have that mean streak are going to walk all over you. Yeah. So, yeah, great match. Um, really solid performance from both of them. Uh, even Sasha Banks going after, I think Bailey's like little sister or cousin or something. Was it that little girl that's in the crowd? Uh, no, she dressed actually, up as her. So there was a little girl that she came out and hugged. Yeah, but her, uh, Bailey's family was there as it well. It was her cousin, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Um, and it was kind of weird at first because like Bailey was like going like gave like her biggest fan a hug and then gave her cousin a hug. Yeah, and then gave like this weird old man next to her a hug, and I'm like. Well, that was kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you random fan, you get a hug. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, not someone that I would like, were I WWE, it's not someone I would want Bailey hugging. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they like mentioned later in the match that I was her dad, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I put that together? <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, but kind of the same thing as uh, Jake Hager and his wife. Yeah, actually. Or fiance, I guess. Whatever she is, yeah. she was randomly there, and it was a big deal. And I, yeah, that, I think that's it. <laughs> um, now, that said, as great as the match between Bailey and Sasha Banks was, yeah, I watched it a few days after watching the 30-minute Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny Omega, which was one of probably the best match I've seen on TV. Yeah. Like, bar that was, none. That one was free. They could have charged for that. That one was free. Yeah. Here, you guys have this one. We're not going to uh, put it on this one. You can. <laughs> it's... I was kind of concern going into it because i think like these people like it's an iron man match mm-hmm. usually those are best when there's like a lot of falls going back and forth between the people but these are two people that have been shown to go through incredible punishment yeah how are they going to keep that kind of thing consistent with you know multiple falls in a 30 minute match and then about 10 minutes in there hadn't been a fall yet and realize oh they've just been hitting each other as hard as they possibly can for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they're going to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was brilliant. The storytelling was great. It showed Pac using some strategy mm-hmm. um, when he willingly took the fall against him for using the chair yeah. in order to disable Kenny for the rest of the match effectively. Yeah, basically. Which gave him a pin immediately mm-hmm. and crippled Kenny for most of the remaining time. Yeah. Um, that was pretty excellent there. And then just how they sold everything. Mm-hmm. Like, those are two that I feel have become very comfortable comfortable with each other in the ring. Yeah. Which allows them to get away with some insane shit. Yeah, for real. Dude, and I'll, and I'll say it any day. I think Pac is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. I would agree, yeah. Like, he, he is... If anybody can put on that match, it's him and Kenny. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that Honestly, was... watching that reminded me of... 
the Kenny versus Kazuchi Okada match mm-hmm. from uh, that I watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was their first match against each other in solos, and it had that same kind of feel. Like these are two people that are both incredibly skilled. Mm. They both know each other, and they're both selling and hitting things as hard as they can. Yeah, to make everything look so brutal and so effective. Yeah. Dude, it was insane. Um, I, I I don't know if Dave Meltzer rated that match, but it was at least a five star match. Yeah, I would say close to six, if not better. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, that yeah, that, that match was insane. Like that was that match could have done good on Revolution. Yeah, but, that would have been great on any pay per view. But then you look at it in terms of that. What were the two best matches on Revolution? Well, that's going to be... Pack and Hangman and uh, Kenny. And Kenny have the yeah. two best matches on there. So, I, dude, I'm all in with them. Yeah. I want to see more of those two going at it. Mm. I want to see maybe next pay-per-view, they have an hour-long match. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be insane. And I think that's kind of what they're building towards. Because yeah. Iron Man matches aren't something you see a lot in WWE. They mm-hmm. do them occasionally. Yeah. It's been a long time since so they've had one over 30 minutes, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think when they were doing the uh, um, Sasha, Banks, and Bailey match, they mentioned this was, like, the ninth Iron Man match in WWE history. Yeah. So, I think what they're working towards is Kenny is working towards adjusting the American populace's perception of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He started doing that with mixed matches. Yeah. When they had that mixed tag match that didn't even show up on AEW Dark, really, until like a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it actually uh, it looked like there was a match, not a intergender, or not a mixed match, yeah. but um, those two teams had a Dark match on Revolution that wasn't on the pre-show. Okay. Um, or maybe that was... Maybe that was some of the. Maybe that was a women's match. I think that might have been a women's. Maybe. match. I don't know. There was a. There Either was way. a dark. Anyway, they, um, <laughs> they started doing that a little bit there to show people like, yeah, mixed matches can look great, yeah. and both the men and the women can perform well in them. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing something similar now with getting people used to longer matches, mm. like the thirty-minute Iron Man match. You don't usually see thirty-plus-minute-long matches. Yeah, because that was that was like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even in, like, big title matches, you usually don't see it go that long. Mm-hmm. You see, like, Royal Rumble, but that's, like, constantly cycling through. Yeah, that's that's yeah. going to be an hour or so to kill. You know exactly. what I mean? So, yeah. So, I think they're working towards those longer matches, which are fairly common in Japan. Same with the mixed tag matches. Mm-hmm. He's trying to bring that here a little bit and adjust our wrestling style, and I'm all about it. Yeah, dude, definitely. I'm excited to see... Dude, I'm excited for tomorrow. That's going to be sick. Yeah. I So much that can happen. Like, my mind is just spinning with all the possibilities. Right. And... So much room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have seats fairly close to an aisle. On the camera side, we, might, we... we might have a mox entrance on us. Dude, oh, I'm going to try and grab the belt from him. You think I can get it? I... <laughs> I think you could touch it. You might surprise him enough to uh, get it out of his hands for a second. You're right? <laughs> no, dude, that'd be. But it's yeah, gonna be hey, sick though. You know, it'd be pretty cool if we could, like post on Instagram like a like a screenshot from AW, oh. not even like a picture of us, but like if we're on camera during the mox entrance and we get like a shot of that and we put yeah. it on Instagram or something. Uh, oh man, we're doing it. We're yeah, gonna. Yeah. 
Uh, where we will hunt Moxley down yeah. and force him to be on camera with us. Yep. He's going to be the cover of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, Moxley would murder us. I know, right? It would be worth it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. that was that was good. Um, like I said, that was a huge week, right? Yeah. We'll, well, I'll probably be taking a break for this week or so. But uh, I do want to pick out another homework match for myself. Let me find uh, the list real quick. The <laughs> list of not Jericho, because none of these <laughs> matches involve Jericho. Uh, let's see. Ooh. We've been talking about the Hardy Boys and Edge a bit. Do it. Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian. WrestleMania 17. Do it, dude. Do it. That's what I'm watching. And uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, or next time I'm on. Yeah. Uh, just wait. Now that I've said that, because I'm pretty sure that's a three-way ladder match. Yeah. Um, there's going to be like another crazy ladder match between Seriously. Lucha Brothers. I and, know, right? Uh, <laughs> and the Best Young friends and the Bucks or yeah. something. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, oh, man, now I have to compare these uh, two again. Uh, it sucks how that worked out, too. Cause, yeah. Uh, that was such a good match, and I can totally see why, you know, after seeing the Pack and Kenny one, yeah. that one stood out a lot more. They I were mean, very different in style. Yeah. Like, the Pack and Omega one was much more brutal and, mm. like, grueling. Like, it felt like they wanted to murder each other. Yeah. Bailey and Sasha was a bit more fast-paced and um, sporty, I guess. Yeah. It felt like more of a wrestling match. Mm. Kenny versus pack was more of a brawl Brawl. yeah (laughs) yeah so awesome cool well um yeah we'll we'll see you guys uh when we see you guys um stay tuned like i said uh looking to possibly have a little mini little mini interview with uh with someone with a special guest we'll see how that goes in the meantime you can always catch us on all of uh all of your social media wherever you get it um we're being a little more active on them um and look out for a new episode every week um we still haven't nailed down an official day of release yeah. but schedules are hard it's working and i did i did see that we uh added another uh another streaming site i guess to yeah. our thing what was that uh was it like over something i don't remember there's six of them now we're, we're okay. uh, at least from so we're uh, spreading so we're spreading yeah we're yeah. getting more um like a plague mm-hmm Yes. Uh, we've been getting listens on Apple Pod. That's cool. Yeah. Apple Podcast. So, I don't know. I, it's cool that I can find us on different things. Uh, hopefully, you guys are at home or looking for us on those. If you are finding us on iTunes, make sure you give us a five-star review. Uh, leave us because uh, <laughs> we're awesome and you like us because yeah. you're watching. Um, listening. But, yeah, yeah, listening, whatever. You're living it, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> Getting but, uh, over a wrestling pod is a lifestyle. It is now, right? But, yeah, just try and find us wherever you listen to your pods and, you know, drop a line. Maybe shoot us an email or something. Gettingoverwrestlingpod at gmail.com. Or reach out on Twitter. Twitter's Instagram good, messages, too. I guess. Yeah, Instagram's there, too. Uh, Facebook. I, I still haven't mastered any of these things, so, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see how these go. But, yeah. Um, otherwise, we'll see you around for the next week of shitting on WWE accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Cool.